Dreams of Domination by Ophelia Upmore Copyright 2013 Dominant Other Press Chapter 1 Dom of My Dreams Holly could feel the gaze upon her, and she smiled, stretching herself long and supine for the benefit of her unseen observer, angling her toes down to the cold metal baseboard of her bed and allowing her hand to languidly drag itself across the headboard. Most of the time, she would find this sort of intense scrutiny threatening, even unnerving, but something about it made her feel sexy, desired with an element of danger, as seductive and sensual as the feeling of her short, silk negligee dragging across her skin, caressing her flesh, hardening her nipples. She didn't know where her observer was, but she could feel his acute gaze sweeping across her body as she lay atop her sheets. His lust was intoxicating, and she couldn't help but gingerly stroke herself through the thin material of her nightie, running her hands over the tops of her thighs, up across her ribs, palms across her breasts, feeling the nipples harden beneath. Her fingers strayed lower between her legs to that secret place between her thighs. They rubbed her pussy slowly, and she felt the pull on her skin, felt a deep, goose-bump shiver run the length of her spine, knowing that he, whomever he was, was hardening while watching her growing wetness. His gaze on her body became his hands, touching her, caressing her, stroking her sensitive flesh. She groaned and reached up towards him, arms and legs wrapping around his torso, pulling him in, pulling him close. Her soft lips sought out his, caressing his face as her fingers tangled themselves in his hair. She still couldn't see him wasn't aware of him as anything more than a vague presence, but that was okay. She didn't need to. Who he was wasn't important. What mattered were his hands, his lips, his cock. It was suddenly there, pressing into her, and she gave out a little grunt of pleasure and surprise. Her observer's thrusting began slowly, but soon built into a frenzy, filling her, dissolving her consciousness into a glowing aura of heat and need. Orgasm racked her body, and the world dissolved into lust-soaked, tattered fragments. It was incredibly vivid, Holly said. God, I haven't had a good sex dream in ages. Nicole leaned in towards the mirror, touching up her pale lipstick. Standing next to one another, the two women were a study in contrast. While both were of approximately the same height, Holly had a dusky complexion and long, curly brown hair, while Nicole was pale, with her fine, straight, burgundy hair, cropped to shoulder length. Holly was curvier, 
and her summer dress skirted the edge of business casual, while the pencil skirt and charcoal blouse that Nicole wore over her lean form better suited her role as supervisor. Nicole put away her lipstick. So what happened next? I woke up, soaked, Holly blushed, and began rapidly washing her hands. It was one of those dreams that was more, you know, a feeling and impression than like something that was happening. It, it felt real, though. God, he knew just how to touch me. Nicole watched with amusement as Holly took a moment to compose herself. You need to start dating again. Get out there, you know. Find a strapping young buck to fuck you senseless. Oh, Nikki. Holly laughed and walked to the dryer. Her voice rose as she spoke over its rushing air. Like I have time to meet guys. All I do these days is go to work, come home, feed the cat, and go to bed. Well, your workload should lighten considerably now that Leonard is back from sick leave. Nicole rolled her eyes at Holly's blank expression. The guy in the cubicle across the hall from yours? Oh, that guy? What happened to him anyway? Leonard sat very silent and still in the musty stockroom. While he could still hear the woman's voices echoing from the restroom through the vent before him, he'd stop paying attention to what they were saying. Ever since his fever had broken almost a week ago, his dreams had been strange and vivid. He'd always been a lucid dreamer, but lately his ability to control and maintain his nocturnal dreams had exploded. Everything had been more vivid, more real-seeming, more detailed, and he'd had more of his wits together. The dreams had been flowing around him instead of through him, and he'd been as lucid as he had been in the waking world. In a way, it was a welcome respite. Leonard didn't like his real life very much, and the dreams provided another escape, another retreat from the existence with all too few friends, not enough money, and seemingly devoid of purpose. When he wasn't out on sick leave, Leonard's life boiled down to work, video games, and sleep. Now, with the dreams that last had become the high point of his existence. The first night after his fever broke, he'd realized that he was asleep and dreaming right away despite how much it felt like he was really lying in his sickbed still in his room. At first, he'd been disappointed. He'd been lying in bed for a week, trying to recover from a particularly vicious fever. His dream self didn't feel sick, though, and he decided to get up and explore his dreamscape. His apartment, small though it was, was represented in the dream with rigorous fidelity down to the moldy patch on the corner of his bedroom ceiling. As he regarded it bitterly, thinking about how his living situations sucked even in his dreams, the mold slowly receded and vanished. With a little more experimentation, he discovered that he could control and change any aspect of his environment. Before he woke up, he had turned his crummy studio apartment 
into a well-appointed penthouse loft with all the furnishings he wished he'd had in his real life. As it often was, waking up was a disappointment. The real shock came the next night, when upon falling asleep, Leonard found himself back in the penthouse loft. He'd very rarely had recurring dreams in his youth, most often nightmares, and never anything so faithfully recreated. He spent the next few nights treating sleep like his own personal virtual reality studio, a practice that soon devolved into outright pornographic romps with celebrities and fictional characters. The real world felt dull indeed when he awoke, and he spent most of the day coming with ideas to play out when he went to bed. The night before he returned to work, he decided to play with a version of a co-worker he'd been attracted to since he'd met her. Instead of Holly appearing in the dream boudoir that he'd constructed for his earlier liaisons, as he'd expected, Leonard found himself instead in a strange bedroom, hovering invisible and intangible above the target of his lust. She lay below him in her bed, dressed only in a sheer negligee, and as he watched her, she seemed to be able to sense him, or his arousal. He felt himself growing harder and harder as she began to writhe and touch herself and willed himself to descend upon her. Something about Holly felt more real, more genuine than the earlier women he dreamed up to vent his lust upon, but he'd written that up to her just being someone he'd known in real life, someone he'd spent considerable time at work watching and fantasizing about. Now, though, listening through the vents in the stockroom to her describe the same dream to their boss, he knew it was more than that. They couldn't have just had the same dream. Somehow, they'd shared it. Somehow, he'd left his own dream and entered hers. If that was the case, if he'd somehow gained the ability to leave his own dreams and enter that of others, the possibilities were enormous. Leonard hid in the stockroom long enough to calm down and for his erection to subside. When he emerged, he almost ran into his boss. Leonard! Nicole's eyes briefly flickered to the files he was carrying. Oh, are, are those the files I asked you for? Yes, Miss Varga. He shifted his grip on them, holding them across his chest like a shield, wondering if she somehow suspected him of eavesdropping. The files I asked you for uh, an hour ago? I, um, had to finish up my daily spreadsheet analysis first. The spreadsheets aren't time-sensitive, Mr. Malt. She took the folders from him. You need to learn to prioritize. Sorry. Don't apologize. Just show a little more initiative. I shouldn't have to micromanage you all the time. Sorry. Oh, and welcome back, Leonard. Thank you, miss. 
face burning with embarrassment. At the confrontation, he hurried back to his desk. He avoided glancing over at Holly for the rest of the day, and thus missed the occasional secretive glance she threw his way.